Welcome to Heating Up. <laughs> a podcast about climate change. Yeah, so we're back. This is uh, episode four, uh, Water, is what we're going to cover later on. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Brent, I'm a, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I haven't gotten to see the new, uh, uh, was it, True Detective yet, so I'm a little disappointed. But, week behind uh, on True Detective. Did, did you not watch it because you were too busy getting your emergency family plan ready? Sure. <laughs> Uh, no, mostly sleeping. It, well, because it came out today. I haven't watched it yet this morning, so. Got it. Um, but what have I been up to? Not not a whole lot. Went out to eat. I don't do anything. I don't, I don't do anything. <laughs> we need more this, exciting lives, This yeah. portion is going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one thing happened to me this week uh, on the internet that I feel like we can talk about in this first portion. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, I so. I think I hope I know what it is. A buddy, a friend of mine lives in Minneapolis, Okay. And they had the polar vortex kind of finally uh-huh. end. And she was sick of Minneapolis. So she posted on there, like, looking for a place to live. And, <laughs> you know, people started giving her suggestions, basically, wherever they lived. Yeah. And I posted on there, like, you got to factor climate change into where you're going to live. Like, if you're going to move house at this point in time, you yeah, really got to... She's gotta... leaving because of climate change. She's leaving because of the polar vortex. But I thought it was fascinating because so many, uh, you know, where to live in the future things put like minneapolis high on the list really yeah because when you factor in all the climate issues it tends to come out better than a lot of other places Hmm. but uh i was gonna ask you if you could pick a place to live and it's got here's the thing like everybody says yeah arctic circle obviously no it's (laughs) got to be in the united states where would you move to you know to avoid climate change to run away (laughs) God, to run away? You're not going towards the middle area. Well, you can't escape it, obviously. But like, where would you want to go? Where you feel like the climate disruptions that we're going to have are going to be the least, you know, I guess uh, severe or you know what you can deal with? Because it's now a matter of like, I mean, we've locked in a degree and a half at least of climate warming. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if tomorrow we stop burning fossil fuels, that's we have that. So. Climate change isn't like some prediction for the future. It's reality. It's happening. We're going to be dealing with sea level rise. We're going to be dealing with more superstorms. We're going to be dealing with all these things. The polar vortex, you know, droughts, where am I? fires. Where is my... So, like, where would you go? Like, I don't know. Okay, because here's the thing. I can't leave California. I just... I, I refuse. I'm so sorry, but I don't live in America. I live in California. Um... I don't. I can't. Can I stay in Sacramento? Is that an option? It's an option. It's surprisingly on some people's list. Like I, I, I kind of have to look at it. Like where do you? Where can't you go? Right. So anywhere. I'm not going down south. I'm not going L.A., San Francisco, even over there. That's trouble. It's near the water. That's uh... all right. Let's assume you actually could leave the state. So like looking at the the lower 48, right? Oh man. You can't go anywhere in the south or southwest. The South, because of storms and, you know, the low elevate, low uh, sea level, right? Like New Orleans and Miami are all going to be underwater. Same uh, with the East Coast, hurricanes. Same with most of the East Coast. Yeah. So like New York is really low lying as well. Like Virginia Beach, like a bunch of Charlottesville or Charlotte, lots of places over there. So like are going to be impacted by sea level rise. And then of course, hurricanes and superstorms and things like that coming through. So you got to say, so you can't go East coast, you can't go Southwest or you can't go Southeast. Southwest is like going to be way too hot. It's going to be, you know, 120, 130 in the summer. Not maybe not 130, but 
so hot, so dry. It's going to be, you know, a tinderbox. It's going to be fires and, you know, drought. So it's northwest. We're already practically there. So northwest or midwest. Mm, and this midwest. is the, so like northwest. Uh, I mean, the forests are going to catch fire, just like we have. So like California's forests are all catching fire. But those, you know, as the northwest dries out, right? So as the climate kind of migrates north, like the forests in Oregon, the forests in Washington are going to be more on fire. So that's hard. <sighs> and then, like, those states are kind of split down the middle, Oregon and Washington. The eastern side is all desert. It's like the high desert up there. Mm. So, like, where do you get, like, a lot of people think Portland maybe or, like, Ugh. Seattle. But Seattle's got, you know, sea level rise as well. This is why a lot of people look at Minneapolis and say, oh, it's landlocked, so you don't have to deal with sea level rise. It's So what did you tell your friend? Stay where you're at. Basically, yeah. you, you said, like, yeah, 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 it sucks, but for sure you should stay there. Well, because, like, the polar vortex is annoying and, you know, obviously not great, but that's not going to be, like, in general, winters are more getting more mild there. So it's actually, like, the problem with the cold is going away. Oh, so what did she say to you? She probably hated your answer. Yeah, she didn't like my answer. Like like most people, when you start talking about climate change, they, they, you're like, wait a minute. So I assume this was not another environmentalist person. Well, she's, you know, on the left. One of her other things was she wanted to go someplace where, like, her political beliefs wouldn't be, you know, make her a pariah. And she's, you know, on the left politically. So, yeah, that eliminates a lot of, you know, places. Most places. Most places. Anywhere but the left coast. Yeah. But yeah, so like the Midwest is supposed to be okay. Um, so you want to move to Minneapolis? Is that what you're into? Everywhere is going to have problems. Sacramento has got some good things going for it and also some bad things. Like people that list Sacramento high on that list, I don't think they're really factoring in just how catastrophically you know, unprepared we are for flooding, which is going to get, which already is a problem here which has been a problem historically and is only going to be more of a problem in the future. Right. Okay. But here... My like Stockton's going to be underwater. I don't know if you know about... Who cares know, about, you know... But where are they all going to move? Sacramento. Then we're going to have Stocktonites in Sacramento. Great. Like, if there's one place Sacramento can look down on... It's Stockton. Stockton. <laughs> so. Well, we aren't Stockton. Yeah, exactly. Or we could say we're not Bakersfield. Yeah, Sorry, we only guys. we may have the worst NBA team, but we have a team. <laughs> we may have only a Triple A team. You know, all these. Uh, but hey, our we're better cats are than pretty Stockton. good. Yeah. Anyway, um, not that I care about sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, because I, I guess my thought is like Sacramento, right? Like you said, has some pros and some cons. You've got a couple of rivers, and there's a you know chances of flooding are pretty good, but it's an area I've grown up in, so there's always an instinct to want to stay where you're from and kind of you know the area a little bit. So when stuff goes down, I can sort of at least navigate my way to some... If you if you drop me somewhere else, just how many years is it going to take me to get to this level of knowledge I have now? Like, there's just no way. Like, there's an instinct to stay here. You have more resources. You sort of know what's going on. And Yeah, but that's why you would get there early. So, like, you'd leave now to be established in whatever other place. So, like, I mean... The the real answer is you got to get out of the lower forty eight, right? You got to go Alaska. Oh wow! Okay, so <laughs> like, that's basically a trick question. Well, no, I'm You're saying, moving to Alaska or like Canada. But okay, you said America. I know. I'm saying that like, in the forty eight, I I guess the Pacific Northwest. I guess like Portland or Oregon or uh, and you, you think know, those or, cities aren't going to be pe- flooded with people headed there too? But if you get there early. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, this is the thing. Like, there's going to be... people are going to stay in Sacramento? The people who move to Sacramento are then going to be, like, not moving away from Sacramento? I mean, sure, you're going to have climate refugees or whatever, but, like, 
if you're ahead of the game, like that's the thing, you don't want to be caught in the masses of people moving. You want to get there early. Well, we're already in Sacramento. That's yeah, super but early. We want to get out of Sacramento. That's the thing. They're all coming here. We're going to be a step ahead. Okay. When Stockton floods, they're all going to be coming to Sacramento. We're already gone. We're, we're already, already we're already in so Seattle. So you need to have two, three trips planned. No, no. You got to be like this is the thing. You got to jump ahead a couple of steps. Like this is what I'm saying. Jumping to Seattle is only one step ahead. Jumping to Fairbanks is where <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's Alaska. <laughs> That's a huge skips and few jumps away. Ahead. Exactly. You got to think long term. Alaska, <laughs> right? I'll live. I'll survive there. I'm sure. <laughs> course that goes back to the political beliefs aspect right, right. not i don't know alaska politics but it seems like they created sarah palin so it can't be that great there's not that many people there yeah another plus i know like, i know it's a plus although i mean alaska is experiencing like crazy wild fluctuations like they're experiencing more climate change than we are but their starting out level is colder and so like it's heating up much quicker there but it's only heating up to levels that are like tolerable for everybody else um, but I'm anyways, not rough and tumble. I can't go out to Alaska. I would die. I would get eaten by cities, a big like there bird. Are it wouldn't mar- even be a bear. It would be like a big bird would come what by. What kind of big birds do you? Think I don't know what they got in Alaska. It's a, ne- a whole new world out there, like Sarah Palin. It's basically Russia. What am I going to do out there? I don't know. I, I want to drill down into this big bird that you're talking about here. Like, what are you talking <laughs> I'm saying... Like, just, what do you think is in Alaska? They've got to have like an eagle with like a 12-foot wingspan or something like that. You think it's Lord of the Rings? Yeah, there? I think it's... Right? It's Russia, basically. Does and Russia have 12-foot... I think so. I don't know what goes on there. Nobody should go there. Okay. It's a wild west out there. All right, I feel like I feel like that's nonsense. It is nonsense, but right. I'm afraid of it. Anyway, so... Uh, we came up with no answer. Your answer is Alaska, maybe? Yeah, my answer is as far north as you can feasibly go. I'm going go. with stay put. Stay put? Yeah, yeah. Sacramento? Sacramento. I, I don't guess. think it's the worst choice in the world. Yeah, I would tell my friend from Minneapolis to stay put in Minneapolis. That, yeah, handle that winter, because it's not, you enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> that was your favorite winter yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can go online and find these, like, simulators where you type in your zip code or whatever and they'll tell you how hot it's going to be in 2100 oh god i hate those yeah yeah it's how hot all... will it be when you die i've heard of that one. yeah it's interesting like you go to like chicago and like they draw a little line to like what the climate will be like in chicago in 2100 like where is it now that it'll be like in chicago and it's like tijuana it's yeah. like you're going down to you know south of the border you know tucson arizona it's going to be uh you know Minneapolis in 2100. You start thinking about that, and you're like, well, Sacramento's a lot closer than Minneapolis. Yeah, so anyways, uh, you know, every now and then I get these, like, panic moments where I feel like I've got to flee. But I feel like I remember you talking about this years ago, about how you had a plan about somewhere, but I shouldn't reveal it on this oh, podcast. Oh, it was Canada. It was in Canada. It was Canada, Canada place yeah. in Canada, for sure. But Canada's not going to let us court. I feel like they're building a wall. Uh, they absolutely should. <laughs> yeah. Um That's the... That's the thing. That's the irony. Uh... But you have a wife who has an actual skill set. Yeah, she's... I'm going to... What do they call it? Uh, she's going to be my anchor when she's going to get into Canada cause she's because she's like you're a married, registered nurse. She's, a, she's got actual skills. Right. And then she's going to drag my sorry, unskilled butt up there. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't... I guess I need to marry a nurse. Yeah. 
All right. I'll get working on it. Yeah. Anyway, so that was our pre-segment. We didn't do the news this week. I feel bad because I tricked you about the news last yeah, week doing bad really news, bad news. Yeah, you really gave me bad news, bad news. So we're not going to do the news this oh, week. Good. We're just going to do a this nice conversation. Reprieve. Yeah. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about, we're going to get into the uh, bulk of the. Oh well. You can probably cut this out too. We could you could talk about uh, Aunt Virginia trolling your Facebook because that was great, and you gave a hard line. I loved it. I really did, and I didn't know how to comment on it though. I was yeah done with that. Um, like I I don't mind. So we have we have an aunt who is you know she's uh, on the right. She's a very religious person. Okay, let's preface this politics. by like. I, this is what makes me mad about it, is I'm going to be like, um, we are from a hardline, union-loving Democrat family, okay? I don't know where this came from, and sure. I resent it. My <laughs> grandfather was an atheist Democrat. Where did she come from? Sure. I'm upset that this happened. Yeah. And well, Grandpa was, too. And normally, like, I will admit that every now and then I'll get into little Facebook tiffs with her. But 99% of the time, I stay off of her feed, right? She'll post some crazy nonsense, and I just let it slide because I'm trying to keep the peace. But I posted, like, a clearly, like, sarcastic meme. <laughs> like, it was like a, it was one of those, like, uh, screenshots of a Twitter feed. And it was, a, it was oh, God, I can't it's remember. about what, Robin Hood. Yeah, it was like, why do millennials want to pirate everything? Why do millennials hate the rich? Why mm. do millennials, why are millennials furries? And then the answer was, <laughs> Disney's one word, or one answer, Disney's Robin Hood. Right? right? So, clearly it's a joke. Like, But a great movie, by the way. Yeah, great movie. But I posted, again, because it is, there is something there, like, millennials all love that movie. Um, and so, again, people were commenting, like, this is great. And she posted something, like, she's trying to turn it into, like, this libertarian ethic, sort of like... Oh, um, what do you think the story of Robin Hood was about? Don't they just rob the government to, because you know, the people or whatever? And I didn't even... Which uh, was a stretch. <laughs> exactly right. And, like, the, the like if you know anything about... is steal from the rich and give to the poor, but she really wanted to dig into the fact that they stole from King Richard. Yeah. And... Well, or no, King John or whatever. Yeah, either way. Wasn't it Richard? No, I thought Richard was the good king oh, and his brother was... John was the bad king. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's all nonsense anyways. We're dealing with cartoon foxes and lions. <laughs> Correct. And so like I was like, no, I'm not having this on my Saturday morning. Oh, so, you shut it down real quick. Yeah. I basically told her to stay off my feed. You said, uh, I ignore your evolution, your anti-evolution post. Why can't you just leave my Robin Hood posts alone? Something like that. Yeah. I, I feel a little bad. I, I was feel a little like mean. it was a little hard line, but I did like it. It was a, a little bit meaner, but I also felt like, hey, you want to get it? She was trolling, is the she thing. Was and she was trolling. She's smart enough to know that's what she was doing. She's not dumb. No. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sorry, but I, you know, I apologize if anything was taken wrongly. But sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that did happen this week as well. I enjoyed got into that. A Twitter, got into a Facebook fight with my aunt. Well, you shut it down. <laughs> you shut it down real fast. <laughs> All right, so uh -huh. we're going to get into the actual uh, beef of the episode today. Okay. Today, uh, so last last couple of weeks, we created an emergency plan. We, you know, we filled it. Well, yeah, if you've been following along. <laughs> yeah, or, if you did what we suggested. Yeah, you uh, took stock of what you have on hand, 
did some organizing. But the organizing is going to come back into play today. Just mm. a heads up. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> and you created an emergency plan, wrote down all the numbers. Now we're going to get into water. So this is like where we get to actual like preparedness, actual prepping, as they call it. Mm. Um, so Corinne, why should we start with water? Well, because that's the thing you're mostly going to run out of pretty quickly. Uh, you might have food. If you have food for two weeks, great. But if you don't have two days with water, you're dead. Yeah, but I mean, like, even in your house right now, you've probably got food, right? Yeah, exactly. I already have some food, but do I have any water stored? Not so much. It takes a little bit more planning, a little bit more, like, on purpose uh, of storing water. Yeah, because in the event of an emergency, I could probably live off the Doritos in my couch right. or whatever. Right? right. I've got enough uh, uh, croutons I could eat or dry noodles or in an emergency, I have snacks. Sure. And, you know, you might not be thriving off of that, but no, you've I'd probably right. got enough calories in there to keep you alive oh, for a bit. plenty of calories. Certainly enough to keep you alive longer than the water would run out. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I've got maybe one case of bottled water that's, you know, I sure. mean, I'm going to have more. Sure. And I know a lot of people don't think about water because it comes out of the tap, right? Right. You so, forget that your water source can be contaminated or you don't have access to it for whatever reason. Sure. There's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't rely on that source like you should have water already set up prior to the emergency like you can't wait for the earthquake and then fill your tub like you see that every just now like and in then. the movie fill up the tub yeah i mean that's better than not filling up the yeah. tub but you shouldn't wait for it you should have the water on hand and nobody's tub is clean enough really for that i mean <laughs> I, I know mine is we bathe my dogs in it <laughs> i don't even have a stopper for my bathtub there is no baths in my place <laughs> no yeah. I can only imagine. Fill up your shower. Yeah. Up <laughs> Put your some sh duct tape along the crease there. You have like a, it's like a fish tank. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, your water serve, your water can be shut off. So like some, in a lot of places, if you're on powered wells, if the power goes out. And I mentioned that before I was at a power outage and we had no water or it was the pumps turned off. So they said, you know, the water, we don't know if it's safe. So I couldn't drink the water from the tap for, you know, a few days or a week or whatever it was. Sure. Um, the source could just become contaminated in general because you're going to have flooding, right? So that can flood other sources of, of your water. Yeah. Flooding and hurricanes can contaminate your local water source, uh, can put sewage in it, can put, uh, you know, any number. Like, what well, was like, that thing, that pig poop or oh, something? All the pig that sties was, that got yeah. overflooded. That Yeah. If that gets into your local water source, you don't want to drink that. Or, you know, fracking chemicals. Like you've seen people like they're, you know gas you know the gas in their water i think on i fire. saw john krasinski do that yeah yeah on you know those movies or whatever like yeah that that all those chemicals that are definitely not leaching into your water no, from fracking no there's don't no connection worry. don't worry about it but somehow it gets in there i don't know uh, nobody knows yeah can't be proven so i mean there's lots of reasons why you don't want to rely on your you know water service during a, an emergency so you should have water on hand. How much water are we talking about? Uh, you should have one gallon per person per day, and we're looking at two weeks. So that's technically 14 gallons per person, uh, but we're rounding up to 15 just for easy math. Yeah, and the, the one gallon is not, you're not drinking the whole gallon Right, a day. this is for bathing, this is for cooking, this is for, you know... So, and yeah. drinking too yeah so we give it a little extra because you know always good to have a little extra and we like using round numbers because neither of us are good at math Ooh, yeah. so if you shoot for 15 gallons per person you've got two weeks supply mm -hmm. the problem with that though that it, adds up that adds up quite a bit i mean i'm not great with math but 50 30 45 60 if your family you know four that's yeah and 60 gallons of water is 
a ton of water. I'm trying to imagine 60 of those like milk, like those milk kinds you buy at the store. All just like stacked up, falling over. Yeah, that's sure a lot and and heavy as hell really because water i don't I, I didn't look it up i was gonna look up how much water weighs but water's pretty heavy it's like two pounds a gallon or something i don't know it's it's super heavy yeah it's super heavy so if you're dealing with 50 gallons of water like you can't just haul that around you've got to have usable sources so we're going to get into all that so the goal two weeks water per person in your house and then also add into that dogs and things like that so if you have pets, pets that needs water They've got to have water. But that 15 gallons does include cooking. Yeah. Okay. Includes all of your water needs, or it should. So figuring out how to store it is the next step, right? Yeah. So if it's only one person, this is a really simple prep. So if you're forever alone, this is... (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Getting real specific. This is uh, an easy thing to do. All you really have to do is go buy some gallon jugs. And you don't have to do it all at once, right? You can buy it. Just buy one or two every time you go to the grocery store. They cost a dollar. Yeah, but they're or heavy. Less. Again, we're, we've talked about how much it weighs and to carry sure. it. I'm a single person. I'm carrying that water myself. You can make a couple trips to your car. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm a one tripper. <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't want to do it all at once for $15, you can spend an extra like dollar every time you go to the store. Yeah. And, you know, in a short while, you'll have your gallons. Exactly. Then you got to find a place to put those gallons. Places like under your bed or your in closet. The, the bottom of a closet. Or if you have a garage, you know, putting them up on a shelving unit in your garage is fine. Right. Um, so it's somewhere cool, dry, um, and like you don't want a lot of sunlight getting to that yeah, water. Yeah, somewhere kind of dark. Yeah. But if it's one person, really easy to do to find a storage place. Because you but, can get just a couple of containers and really have sure. it. You can get, you know, five-gallon canisters, these little mm-hmm. scepter water cans that you see all the time. They're fairly cheap. You can find them for 20 bucks uh, or less, you know, if you're going to Walmart or a little bit more if you want to get a nicer one. But they're good, you know, U.S. Army-type canisters, five gallons. They're easy to store. They're stackable. They fit in the, you know, under things and in things. They're easy ways to store water at about five-gallon, right? So three of those, boom, you're done per person. When you start getting to four or five people, though, that even adds up. So you're talking about larger storage. Yeah. And you got to make Man, sure. how do those Mormons do it? Yeah, you got to make sure they that. They really are prepared, too. But. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about how the LDS uh, is prepared for stuff when we get into food. Because they're a great resource. I don't think they do much with the water, though, or at least helpful here. Why would they not do much with I'm the sure water? I'm sure they have the water. But I just don't know, like, you can't, Because like, they've got large families, I'm generalizing, but they have got large families here. Yeah. That's a well, lot of food and water they're storing. You can buy 55-gallon plastic water jugs. I'm sure you might have seen these things. They're big, they're blue, and they fit, hold a lot of water. You just need to make sure that you can get that water usable. Like, have you ever tried to pour out of an oil jug? Oil, yeah. <laughs> you know, a 55-gallon thing? A no, heavy. You can't do it. Even a five-gallon jug is hard to pour out of. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to have some strong forearms to hold that you in place. you got to use two hands. So use your hands. Make sure that your water is usable. So if you have the five-gallon Alhambra jugs and you can easily lift the five-gallon jug up onto that thing, that's a great solution for you. If you can't lift a five-gallon jug up to your Alhambra, you know, faucet, uh, spigot, or whatever you call he, it. What's he? Uh, yeah, the thingamabob. <laughs> then that's not a great solution for you, right? You got to have smaller containers. So Or a variety of them. Some of the bigger ones, some of the medium ones, some of the small ones. Yeah, so if you need if you need 60 gallons of water, think about maybe having a couple of 10-gallon drums and maybe a five-gallon and a couple of one-gallons or, you know, mixing it up a bit so you can fill the smaller ones from the big ones and right. make them usable. right. There are a ton of products out there. We're not really going to do much product placement or like offering a specific solution 
uh, first off, they're not paying us. Right. Se- but oh, if they want to, we yeah, would. Yeah, if they want to. We are definitely for sale. <laughs> we no. are definitely do that. But there are tons of options out there. Google it. Look on Amazon. You know, read the reviews. Find out what works for you um, as far as your storage space and usability goes. And what you can afford. Sure. The, the other thing about that is getting that pre-packed water, like we said, it's simple. You don't have to worry about it. You put it away. You know it's fine to use. If you go buy a canister, you do have to fill it up ahead of time, too. Mm-hmm. I know, Corinne, you bought some canisters. You got a couple of the five-gallon things, right? They're seven-gallon. Seven-gallon ones. Nice. And they're totally full and stuck in your... They are empty in my trunk. Yeah, that They is... haven't made it out of the trunk yet. Yeah, that's not, uh, not usable right now. Uh, I know. It's so close, though. So get your container. Figure <laughs> out what you're going to use for your container. So, like, for me, I've got a family of four. So I actually went onto craigslist looking for the five gallon drums because you can buy them new on like amazon for 70 bucks or so but if you are able to do a little bit of cleaning you can get them from wholesalers who use them to store like apple juice or whatever and then when they get they use all that juice they just want to get rid of them so they sell them for you to you dirt cheap so you can get them resold to you for like 20 bucks um i actually got mine they have already been cleaned out from uh, a guy who was doing emergency preparedness in a different part of town who was upgrading his old water system. So he's getting rid of his old. So I actually bought his water jugs. And made a prepper friend. Yeah, made a friend. <laughs> and so I got, you know, two 55-gallon drums plus the pump to get water out of it and the little, like, ratchet tool to open it mm-hmm. for, like, 75 bucks. It's a real nice deal. Um, so looking on Craigslist, looking for deals for this sort of stuff. Um yeah. But yeah, and then you got to fill it up. The other thing is, though, I did have only fill... I, well, I filled one up, and the other one I'm going to use is a rainwater thing. So it's sitting in the backyard, not full. But um, yeah. anyway. Well, it's just been raining. You missed all the rain. Yeah, I did. You got to yeah. get it up and going. There's more rain headed our way. Eventually. This I got, week. I got lots of plants. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of plants. <laughs> right. Yeah, then you want to make sure nothing's growing in there. So uh, you do want to make sure that your water is clean and that you cycle through it. Uh, if water just sits every now and then, something might, you know, some bacteria might grow. There are little, like, drops you can do. You can actually use bleach to clean your water. Mm-hmm. Um, very small amounts of bleach. We're going to talk about that. I think next week we're going to go over how to purify water. And you can do that to your water that you're storing. So if you've got a container that's stored, especially if you're not sure of the safety of the water you stored or if mm-hmm. it just, you know, starts to get a little smell or something to it where you think, mm, there may be something wrong with this water, a couple of droplets of bleach in there shake it all up you can still drink it but it's perfectly safe and it'll clean your water out real good um but we'll get into that don't pour bleach in your water until don't you know what drink you're doing bleach yeah don't drink bleach but you can do that as a way to clean it um but yeah and then rotate through it so like use that water so when you fill up your cool little uh thermos mm-hmm. fill it from your water you know reserves and then refill your water reserve that way it's cycling through so yeah water 14 15 gallons that's how you do it get that set it's a real cheap prep. Like, even if you just went and bought 15 gallons, you can get that for less than $15 prepackaged at a store. That's true. So it's cheap, it's easy, and it's the most Look. important prep. It's not a sexy prep. It's not your bug out bag. It's not fun. Or even as cool or interesting as all the different things you can do with food or, like, your Weapons. knives. Yeah. Everyone wants to go and get started, you know, for emergency preparedness. And, like, well, I just need 17 knives. Don't tell me that's <laughs> not... You're describing yourself. I am... I, I would love... Oh, man, I saw this, like, loot crate, but for knives. It was just straight knives. Well, you know, like, the little, like, subscription boxes. Oh, But it was, like, just knives. It was, like, uh, no... More ways to cut yourself. (laughs) Great. But, uh, no, don't... I mean, if you got... 
if that, money to if burn, that's, great. If, but maybe use it as an incentive, Derek. Like you can get a once knife I get my water when set up. you get your water. Set yeah, up. a reward get system. A yeah. reward system. Where's my treat? Sure, because your water is going to be way more needed in any disaster. So get that set up. That should be your first real kind of emergency preparedness pre-setup prep. So you've got your emergency binder, you've got your emergency contact plan, and now you've got your water. Those are the big three. Those are the big three we've done already. The next one is food. So we're going to do a little bit more on water next week, and then we're going to get into food, which is a big topic, really hard to get into. Like food is one of these things that's so hard to get started in because there's so much information out there and you don't really know how but to just start. Don't, don't think about all of it at once. You're yeah. just going to get what you can. So start with your water and then you get to your food and we're going to go step by step on how to get started in food prepping next week, I think. All right. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening to Heating Up. Don't forget to yeah. like, share, subscribe, follow uh, Heating Up Podcast. We need to figure out how to end. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>